0: Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show.
1: And greetings. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Happy Friday. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. And we bring in our good friend and Blaze TV contributor, Jill Savage. Good to see you, Jill. And it is the conclusion, the culmination, if you will, of. Throwback Jersey Week here on the show. And, Jill, I wore this one just for you as a Hawkeye, proud Hawkeye alum. I don't know if you know the story behind this. The uh, The Iowa-Iowa State rivalry wasn't played for like 30 years or something, and the legislature had to make them play. And the first time they renewed it was in 1977. And Iowa State actually had the, the better team back then. They were ranked in the top 20. And they came out in Iowa City at Kinnick Stadium wearing these beat Iowa jerseys. And 30 years later in 2007, Iowa State brought them back and won that game against Iowa as well. So, I thought you would appreciate it if I wore this I wore it just today for you.
2: Listen, if you have to go back to the 70s for Iowa State to beat Iowa, I'm cool with that, Steve. Just just go ahead and keep your mind back in the 70s when Iowa State could win.
1: That's when we had the best music anyway. Now, have you ever seen this broadcast, the original broadcast of the rivalry renewed? Between the two? No. No. You you can watch it on YouTube. I have a DVD copy of it, actually. So the the game was on ABC National, and it was by Chris Schenkel, who was the original lead uh, broadcaster for ABC College Sports before Keith Jackson took over. And it's him and Eric Segan. And I will tell you, this broadcast will blow your mind, okay? And what will blow your mind is numerous times during the game, they panned the shots of the crowd. It was a different time back then. They panda shots of the crowd, and they find young, very attractive co-eds, and Schenkel comments on them like every time, like, ooh, she's a fox. Anyway, back to the game. This goes on the entire game. It will it will blow your mind that people used to do things like this during broadcasts. I mean, I even I was kind of like, is this okay? Am I supposed to be watching this?
3: Well,
2: Brent Musburger with AJ McCarron's now wife, Yes, right? that yes. That was the last time that we probably saw it on TV, and Brent got – a lot of flack for
1: that yes because apparently all you gals spend about four billion a year on makeup and we're not supposed to notice all that money you spend whatsoever that's kind of the rules right we're not supposed to notice that investment
3: i will have no opinion until i respectfully (laughs) ask for somebody's pronoun
1: what is your pro what are your pronouns uh jill have you determined that yet
2: uh no, and anything that I would say will probably not be suitable for air on Blaze TV. I'll I'll have to keep it kind and and gentle here.
1: Someone sent me a photo of my Twitter account saying that Twitter put on my Twitter page, um, it's their birthday yesterday for my for my page. I I looked, but I did not see that. Did you see this? I did not. Okay. No, I... Did you it's see it's this? It's right Aaron? there. It's it, it, right it, there.
4: It, it's still there. Uh, well, it was. No, I'm looking at there, it from yesterday. It's still there. Today is their birthday. Or yet, and That's a
1: screenshot from yesterday. So, so Twitter did assume my pronouns yesterday? Yeah. That's grounds for a lawsuit. Absolutely it is. You bet it is. Um, it's grounds for a few other things that maybe I better not say, along the lines of what Jill was just talking about. So we have the Dace Group coming up here in just a matter of moments, and then we will get to Feedback Friday uh, in the next hour of the program as well. Uh, The Dace Group, part one, will be brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, the single greatest protein bar of all time, the best protein bar that you have ever had. Uh, I promise you, because I've had a bunch and none of them even come close. Chocolate chip cookie dough chunk is back, and it's in marshmallow puff form, and they are both real and spectacular you do not want to miss it take advantage of my last name right now Dacey at your 15 percent off discount when you get that or any of their other tremendous flavors at built.com for built bar b-u-i-l-t that's built.com for built bar promo code dace let us get to the dace group Your weekly look at the week that was begins, as it always does, with issue one, bleep, Lord Nefarious Says. I'll confess, in the work that we're doing, we have found that not everybody is prepared to hear about justice and equity in the context of transportation. As if transportation is somehow uniquely immune to the impacts of patterns of exclusion and racial injustice that have touched every other part of our society. So I just want to make clear, we're not the ones looking for culture wars. We're just trying to
0: do what's right, healing the broken places in our country.
5: PC. can you say or can you say anything else
4: i'm a trans gay man yeah i think folks have kind of covered the blockers and hormones but i'll talk about surgical care a little bit uh in terms of masculinizing top surgery i think 12 is the youngest who's had surgery through our program um and in terms of general reconstructive surgeries we haven't had anyone under the age of 18 have uh, plastic, plastic, but we have had uh, a few patients uh, starting 15. I don't think surgery actually happened
2: until 16 that have I'm a doctor, and apparently the state of Texas needs to reconsider what it considers child abuse. 80% of trans youth have admitted to having thoughts about unaliving themselves, and over 50% have actually attempted it. And these individuals denying them care that we know is life-saving is child abuse, and it is proven that providing them gender-affirming care strongly reduces those risks. I will die on this
0: hill. During the keynote speaker's address at University of Michigan Medicine's White Coat Ceremony, dozens of med students let their actions do the talking. A mass walkout from the auditorium in protest of speaker Dr. Kristen Collier's anti-abortion views
5: Well, if
2: you're across the South um, and you're in the middle of this wave, what's going to save you right now is Paxlovid. But once we get through this wave during that law, you should get vaccinated and boosted because we do believe it will protect you, particularly if you're over 70. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. And I think we overplayed the vaccines and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease. Disease and hospitalization. It will.
5: We know now, two and a half years later, that anywhere from 50 to 60 percent of the transmission occur from someone without symptoms. The insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm, and there would have been much, much more stringent uh, restrictions.
0: I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. But there's also some positive uh, news that we should not overlook. I mean, the the price
4: of the pump is now $4.30 a gallon. How many people just tuned out?
1: I did. I mean, that was grating, is what that was. So, Jill, let's go to you. First question, what was the most demonic thing that you just saw?
2: Oh, there was so much bravery in that clip, Steve. You just saw it over and over again, Pete Buttigieg going, oh, we need, we need this equity in transportation because we haven't even, you know, we, we get touched in transportation as well. It, this hasn't been overlooked, but the absolute worst Every time that it's going to be on is going to be all of the COVID nonsense and the fact that Debbie Burks is still out walking around as a free person in our society right now. She comes out and says, admits that she knew at the beginning that the vaccines did not work the way that they told all of us. That, that they did, and, and we go back to week two in college football season last year, cause that's how you and I remember things. That's when Joe Biden came out and said, if you have over a hundred employees, you have to get the vaccine, it's mandated for you. And it's still mandated for our healthcare workers and our military members. Looking at where we are now, knowing all of the info that we have, your special with Sarah Gonzalez and Daniel Horowitz this week on The Blaze was phenomenal, but just seeing all of the info that you guys have at your fingertips that you're sharing with all of us and to go back and contrast that with what debbie burks has come out and said as as she's going out there and promoting all, all this stuff for herself it's unreal that we live in a society that just doesn't care
1: case in point um latest statistics from the united kingdoms office of national statistics finds Yet another week, several in a row, in which deaths were 12% excess deaths, non-COVID-related excess deaths, 12% higher than they were a year ago. Anybody have a innocent and benign explanation for that by any chance?
3: No? Do I? Todd? So much to choose from. In the same clip there, not... I'm not shocked at all about Burks, but uh, Neil Cavuto, go to hell! You, you have been slurping this stuff from the beginning, and there—the guy who
1: got COVID while being yeah. jabbed, by the way—and yeah.
3: you have you're just suddenly, earnestly. symptomatic
1: like, COVID while being jabbed. Yeah. Actually, yeah.
3: you you have no after declaring the miraculous potion, getting told this, you'll just slurp this one down too. You're not like, wait, oh, come again? Which makes me think none of this was a shock to you. You knew exactly what she was going to say. You're running interference for it. Yes, even on Fox News. Preach. Preach. You disgust me. You disgust me. Either you're wrong then or you're wrong now. And honestly, that's such journalistic malfeasance. I don't care how long you've been there, Cavuto, you should be fired. It's just transparently that obnoxious what you just allowed to happen. Either you're in on it. Or you're just simply not capable or overcoming your own personal buy-in on this to ask a real journalistic question. Oh, and as for those doctors who walked out, uh, if, if, you, if you can't sit still for an alternative opinion within uh, that atmosphere, you should not be a doctor. You are going to kill somebody because of your biases one way or the other. You're just simply not capable Of practicing medicine but lastly it's me because for like five seconds there i actually caught myself when that whoever who said i'm a uh trans gay male i caught myself for five seconds trying to do the math okay now trans male means you're really a woman but if you're gay does that mean you're into women i caught myself thinking about that for five seconds smod bring it big rock hard now if he's claiming to be a male lesbian at least that's something
1: i can understand. Aaron
4: uh when you were doing the math todd make sure you know uh, make sure that math wasn't racist as well that's something we need to take into account. Thank you Aaron. It's the uh the woman i believe in, ostensibly in Texas <coughs> saying and, and the and the doctor in in Oakland Cal- doctor. Doctor both of them were you mean, doctors. mean like Joseph
1: Mengele. Yeah. Doctor.
4: Yeah. Um Bragging about cutting the breasts off a 12 year old girl, as well as uh, castrating and performing meatball surgery, creating a permanent gash in 16 year old
1: boys. I'd like to brag about cutting them off from society. And and
4: then the woman who says that that same type of meatball surgery is a hill that she'll die on because it's gender affirming care. These people. I'm willing to allow that to happen. These people are either under uh, demonically possessed or under direct influence of demons yes there's no other there's no other explanation I define there there's no level of brainwashing no level of brainwashing that I'm aware of anyway where you can with such sincerity and then what the guy from Oak the guy I don't know I'm now I'm assuming genders the guy from Oakland just Matter-of-factly, yeah, we we chopped the breasts off a 12-year-old girl and uh, we uh, pr- uh, created a permanent gash in a sixteen, a couple of 16-year-old boys. There's no level Call of brain, an Uber. brainwashing. Exactly. There's no level, level of brainwashing that explains
1: that. It's just demonic. Exit question. On a scale of 1 to 10, with one being how many times Lindsey Graham probably took the monkeypox vaccine this week. And 10 being how many times Lindsey Graham risked exposure to monkeypox this week. Rank this
3: week's level of total depravity, Todd. As I said earlier this week uh, on Twitter, we're about uh, five minutes away from a Vogue photo shoot of a monkeypox orgy. So it's a 10. I
0: didn't see
1: what are they flinging what are the monkeys flinging at the monkey box orgy do you I think
3: t- hey man I'm not the photographer
1: <laughs> is the photographer's name Shlong COVID
3: Dad. yes photos <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I got to apologize to Jill's dad again. Damn it. Okay. Aaron.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a 10.
1: It's a 10. Jill, where are you at? That's
2: a solid Lindsey Graham 10 right
1: there. You bet. He likes a solid 10. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm sorry. I gotta stop. I've got to stop. I got to stop. It's just terrible. <laughs> Uh, before we get to issue two, a reminder, have <laughs> got to stop. We're going to do a live review. Yes, now? we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, in these unprecedented times. Bing! Yes. Indeed. Make sure you go into a real estate uh, market uh, that is being governed by Let's Go Brandon with an agent you can trust a little bit more than you can trust you, some Lindsey Graham. All right? Somebody that you don't feel, shall we say... Weak in the knees about turning your back on, right? Uh, And if you would like to find just such an agent, we've got a referral database of thousands of you uh, of them for you. In fact, we've got a waiting list of thousands waiting to get uh, included because we want to verify them first. We want to make sure, no matter where you want to move to or get away from, we have an agent for you that you can trust to guide you through such a difficult process. And you'll find them where the name says it all. At realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, head over to the realestateagentsitrust.com website to get started. Let's get to issue two. Is this America's new national religion?
4: Last week, the U.S. House of Representatives voted to codify so-called gay marriage into law. 47 Republicans voted with the Democrats to undefine marriage. In the days that followed, multiple Republican senators have indicated they're on board with the bill. The Respect for Marriage Act, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman, Tom Tillis, and Ron Johnson. Republicans opposed to the bill, like Marco Rubio and Mitt Romney, aren't even trying to argue the premise, instead merely saying the bill is unnecessary and superfluous. And then there's this. This week on Fox Business, during a panel discussion on monkeypox, Ned Ryan of American Majority correctly pointed out where the cases of monkeypox are coming from and whom it's affecting. That sent the panel, including avowed libertarian sexual deviant Brad Palumbo, into a meltdown.
3: As for monkeypox, I think there's a pretty good rule in life. Uh, Don't attend gay orgies. Uh, When you look at the New England Journal's report of the 528 cases they reviewed.
2: Ned, come on, man. It's not about
3: gay. How about not any orgies? Go look at at the New England Journal's report that NBC News reported on on Friday in which of the 528 cases they reviewed, 95% were between sex between men. I think we actually have to have a serious conversation about where this is coming from. When I'm done, Brad, you can talk instead of going crazy and declaring a national pandemic when 3,000 people have it right now, it's insane.
2: I don't know, man. You don't have to be gay to get monkeypox, pox and uh, you don't have to be bigoted when you talk about treating something that is that easily spread. Marie. It's not bigoted. Yeah, it is.
4: This, this is science, Kennedy.
3: 95% yeah. of the cases from the New right, England I, you Journal. Know what, I'm
1: look- Let's get to the first question. Todd, we'll go to you this time. True or false, The Rainbow Jihad is America's new national religion.
3: Uh, Of course. And the proof is in my second go to hell to a Fox News personality. Kennedy. Miss Libertarian. I mean, Palumbo's, but that guy is, I, I have the same feeling. Uh, Aaron has about him he's a total he's a total joke
1: never heard of the guy in my life until uh, just now yeah, he's, I didn't yeah. know he was Still, or that clip yesterday Yeah.
3: I mean that, that guy's obviously going to lie. Ke- Kennedy the, the libertarian
1: this is the, the Kennedy the, from MTV yeah that's her okay this just goes to show you guys how much yeah. I, oh, I do not her. watch cable news I didn't even know she had a show she, I had no idea she was on Fox News last time I saw Kennedy man we were you know playing you know Nirvana's Lithium on MTV in 94 I mean I didn't know she was doing this now
3: but the libertarian ethos, if I'm correct, I mean it. It's supposed to go all the way from uh, Ron Paul to to free the weed, open your mind, like expand let 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 people live. Uh, some maybe some crazy radical ideas, let them out there. It, and here a guy comes on with the data, and Kennedy proves that there is simply no space, it's not bigoted, it's not, so yeah, it is, you're a fraud. You're, you're definitely not a libertarian. If you, can't, if you can't allow that in the conversation with calling it bigoted and the numbers are there, you're a fraud. So you, like Neil Cavuto, can go to hell.
1: Todd will be applying for a job as a Fox News contributor right after today's program. Chill.
2: I'm going to be somewhere in between. I would have said it was abortion even just a few weeks ago. Uh, but at this point in time, we see that that the abortion crowd is taking some L's and the life movement is actually getting some victories. Uh, but if you look at it, it's all evil at the end of the day. And evil is going to look for a new place to spread its wings. With abortion anyway, of course, we know that only women can get pregnant. If you're five years old, that might be news to you. Your teachers might not be telling you that, but only women can get pregnant. And at any given time, there's only a certain percentage of women that are pregnant. So evil only has a small group of people that it can deal with. But when you go to the gay, trans, bisexual community, that's 100% of the people, 100% of the time that evil can have its way with. And what you're seeing now is that evil has moved into the youth trans movement. Is really where it's where it's trying to cast its its new die here. And when I look at it, this might be the best thing for society because it's opening up a lot of people's eyes. Okay, you're gay. What you do in your bedroom, nobody cares. Okay, now all the the companies are going out there and our Oreos are gay now. Okay, I guess we'll still put up with that. But now the evil has moved in to the youth saying that all of our daughters are now our sons and all of our sons are now daughters. That's the line where where nobody else is is going to say, "Okay, I'm just going to sit back and we can just live and let live our way out of this." One of the studies that one of the stories this week that came out, there was a mom who calls herself a raging liberal, who had her daughter taken away from her. She went to move in with her dad for two and a half years. She said that she's seen her a total of eight and a half hours because she didn't affirm her daughter as a son, supervised for eight and a half hours in two and a half years of her life from a raging hmm. liberal mother. We are at a point now that, that you can't just sit back and, and say this, so evil will be confronted, and, and I think that's the best part about it.
1: Hmm. Aaron.
4: This is 100% absolutely, absolutely, this is America's national religion. You go back in the books of Kings and Chronicles. So and so ruled over Israel for so and so many years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. So and so reigned over Israel for so and so years, did evil in the sight of the Lord. So and so reigned over Israel for so and so years and did righteousness in the sight of the Lord, but he did not tear down the high places. There are only, I think, maybe two or three kings of Israel mentioned that actually, maybe just one now that I think about it, I can't remember off the top of my head, who actually went down and tore down the high places of else? Josiah, and that's about the only one that I can think of off the top of my head as well. Maybe he's the only one who did that. The high places of the pagan deities that the Israelites hoard themselves out to. You see, you see what the high places are in our culture right mm. now. Where you go on Fox News, you bring science to the table, you're a bigot. You can't even say that. There are a mm, lot yep. of people, there are a ton of, of uh, homosexuals out there who will agree with us on just about anything. Maybe economically, morally, ethically, but my, my chosen picadillos. if you even step to that, you're a bigot and an evil person. That's a high place. That's a high place. And when you have people, in, and surprisingly, you know, Mitt Romney is opposed to the bill, but they're not even arguing this. Hell, Ted Cruz, you know, he said, I, I guess he said recently, Obergefell is a terrible uh, precedent. Yeah, that's true. He was also quoted in the Texas Tribune with a really milk toast answer about what people do in their own bedrooms is kind of up to them. I, I'm not really seeing anyone that I know of argue against this bill, argue against the undefining of marriage based on, based on the premise of what's actually going on here because they're afraid, because that's a high place. And um, it, is, it, it is definitely indicative that this is America's national religion.
1: Okay, all three of you answered true. What happens next then? I mean, I, I cannot think of a culture in human history that this was true of. Bedouin cultures had quiet acceptance of homosexuality and pederasty, and we saw that with Muslim generals who would bring their boy toys to the front of the Crusades. But, I mean, it wasn't societally endorsed, right? Uh, the Greco-Roman culture was notoriously lascivious, and especially when it came to same-sex behavior, but it, and, and Nero once tried to marry a male slave in the Senate, but it also wasn't something that was completely decreed, even in the era of Caligula, as an institutional month of celebration for it. I don't know that any culture in human history.
4: Well, then you answered your own okay, question. Okay. So
1: then what happens next to us? If if we all said that this was true, what happens next to our culture then?
4: You just answered your own question. We're going to find out. Todd?
3: Todd? Uh- I'm 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 desperate on this front. I don't I don't think there's a a way out short of an extreme level of judgment that I can't possibly fathom or do, or don't want to. Jill,
2: as Aaron always says, it's the snapping back of the rubber band. That's what we're going to have to see. Is is everything gets so far we we cross the lines that nobody is going to say okay we can just sit back you have to then confront it. People are now going to be in that position where they have to make a choice. And I hope that I hope that there are enough of them that are going to go out there and, and make that choice that, that we would like to see.
1: Let's get to the exit question so you guys have time to answer it here. If the odds that Pete Buttigieg will be on the Democratic presidential ticket, top or bottom, in 2024 were one of these song titles... Which song title would it be? And explain why you chose that answer. A, You Got Another Thing Coming by Judas Priest. B, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Or C, Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Elton John. Do you guys see a common strain there? No? Okay. Which of those do you think it would be, Todd? And explain why.
3: I, I, I will stick with my guns and what we talked about either earlier this week or last week, I, I think it's going to be, you got another thing coming by Judas Reese. Even I was,
1: he's out polling I, Joe Biden in New Hampshire to, right now.
3: Yeah, I know. And I was the guy who was trying to convince you right. how many years ago that he was legitimate. Right. And he was like, no, no way now I don't, it, it seems too, too on the nose now. Um, but I, I feel my knees wobble as I say it. I mean, if it if it happens, it would be because of what I believed 4 years ago. I just I think after the after the manipulation that we've seen between uh, of Biden, I think they want something a little bit more capable of being aggressive.
1: All right, Jill, what do you think?
2: Uh, Don't stop me now from the conversation that we had, Steve, when I was back in Iowa sitting in Todd's chair. When you said, stop thinking. If you go through and you have Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg, that's the ultimate liberal ticket uh, that that you hit all of the different boxes. There are so many boxes that they could check. Uh, So I think for that reason and that reason alone, because they don't care anymore about the policies. They're showing us right now, look at the poll numbers. Are they changing course? No, they're just shoving it down your throat. They don't care what you think. They don't care what we think. They're just going to do what they want to do. And Pete Buttigieg, don't stop me now.
4: I'm with Jill. Don't stop me now.
1: Okay. So what's the counter to this then? Donald Trump, it's clear he's gearing up for 2.0 here and a run in 2024. And he laid out a vision for that run earlier this week. We will take a look at it and share our thoughts on that and more as we continue the day's Group here in a moment.
0: listening to steve dace on the blaze radio network following the truth no matter where it leads the steve dace show blaze tv's patriotic
1: socks are back last year we had a limited supply of our let's go brandon gear that sold out pretty quickly and now we have new ones just in time for even back to school shopping if your kid is really looking to offend people and why wouldn't you in this day and age go to blazesocks.com that's blazesocks.com order your order your limited edition patriotic socks today several new varieties and iterations including my personal favorite the Klaus Schwab Ueli Zibugs that's my personal favorite one get 20% off with the promo code dacesocks deace Dace Socks. use that promo code for 20% off your purchase when you go to blazesocks Dot com. Again, that is com Let's bring back Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage. Let's continue on with the weekly look at the week that was. Let's get to issue three. Trump lays out his vision.
4: Donald Trump spoke at the America First Policy Institute this week.
5: And I'll tell you what, if I were ever, uh, I'd be the greatest woman's basketball coach in history. Because I don't like LeBron James. I like Michael Jordan much better. But, but I... But I'd go up to LeBron James, it doesn't matter, I'd say, LeBron, did you ever have any desire to be a woman? Because what I'd love you to do is star on my team that I'm building up. I will have the greatest team in history, they'll never lose. society that refuses to protect its children is a society that soon will not be able to protect anybody. This is a hallmark of cultural and social decay against which we should fight back very hard and very soon. We don't have time to wait years to do this. The sickos who are pushing sexual content in kindergartens are providing puberty blockers to young children who have no idea what a puberty blocker is. Neither do I, by the way. <laughs> Neither do most of the people in the audience, as you smile. Let's just say they're not good, are not just engaged in acts of depravity. In many cases, they are breaking the law, and they should be held fully accountable. Everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about Preserving their power and control over the American people. They want to damage you in any form. But they really want to damage me so I can no longer go back to work for you. You execute a drug dealer and you'll save 500 lives because they kill on average 500 people. Polish all COVID mandates and lockdowns and rehire every patriot who was fired from the military with An apology to them and give them their back pay that they've been looking for. Fauci, I used to listen to Fauci and whatever he said, I did the opposite. I came out very good.
1: All right, so first question, and Aaron, I'll start with you. Uh, Did you get the impression from this speech that Trump knows what time it is? Did did you think that this was just Trump 2.0, just the same shtick, we're just running it back? Or was it Trump 2024?
4: See, this is, this is, proof positive in in some ways i don't think if he's elected again we'll get necessarily a lame duck a lame duck presidency out of him because this is trump I, I don't think i don't think that we'll get a lame duck presidency out of him because there are glimmers of yeah hell yeah he knows what time it is and then there are glimmers of what the hell are you doing man what is this what we, of course at the end there the glaring example is Oh, yeah, I didn't listen to fauci. I did the opposite of everything except for the fact that you did not actually do the opposite of of everything that he told you 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 know gave your presidency to him. But then he actually gets into the gender stuff. He actually gets into that and paints with no clear uh, with with clear distinctions and absolutely uh, um, no um, smudginess, if you will. there's there's no doubts he understands, hey, Puberty blockers, sexualizing kids. Uh, no bueno. Executing drug dealers. That's a line from 2016, you know, but still, that's that's good stuff. I'm
1: still in favor of it.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, I am too. Uh these things are like, yeah, I, I think, you know, if he actually hired better people, then, you know, I think he could actually accomplish some of those things. But so far he is not actually, and this is this is where I I I hedge my bets here into, no, he doesn't know what time it is. Because even though, yes, he says all the right things and says a lot of things that most Republicans wouldn't even touch with a 10-foot pole, he still has not admitted that he understands, crap, Fauci and Burks wrecked my presidency. Crap, I did not hire the best people. There were people who were trying to subvert me the entire time. I have not seen or heard any recognition of that. Until I do, he sounds great, and he says a lot of things and expands the Overton window, and we still owe him a debt of gratitude for doing that. But I don't think he's necessarily qualified—qualified qualified, uh, to have the certification knows what time it is uh, uh, printed upon him. So I—I I don't think he does.
3: Todd, it's it's two point uh, That feels exactly like the Trump presidency. The highs. And the lows. There's nothing about that that's that uh, has me turning uh, over to the next page. I mean, the, what he says there about uh, Fauci, and it's not just that issue. It's a huge issue. It's a consequential issue. And you know how much it means to me in terms of uh, Fauci vaccination at all. But you know the same the same thing is with uh, uh, RussiaGate and Ukraine and Kavanaugh. They like unless you show that you have truly understood what time it is as far as that goes, even if you win what how how are you gonna get new people that want to be a part of this that fight with you are we gonna have the same awful uh decisions come from the same uh awful uh cabinet i th- there's there's not a whiff there of anything being different, and yes, of course, given the choice, I'd still take it if it's just him and Biden course i'd still take it but let's not fool ourselves we don't need to do that we uh, the, the whole the one of the greatest decisions steve ever made in at least my history on this show in the program is when if we were never trump he won the election we love our country let's see what happens and we did instead of just going full-on shirts and skins nonsense no so you can we've we've shown this is possible give him credit where it's due, and never, ever make him to be out more than he is. This is the exact same Donald Trump you've always seen. He just said, I'm going to sue CNN. Maybe that's how you know, because he said he was going to do many things about the trans and the military, didn't do anything. He's been a lot of talk in a lot of different ways. If he doesn't follow through on that, you'll know I'm right.
1: All right, Jill, you get the last word. What do you think?
3: It
2: is the same Trump, which we are calling Trump 2.0. For me, when I look at this, d- does he know what time it is? He knows some of the answers to the questions, but I don't think that he fully understands what time it is. When I when I look at Trump in this speech, I went back and watched the entire thing, knowing that we would talk about this. The first 45, 50 minutes of this speech were boring. And Steve, I think it's it goes to one of the things that you said earlier this week. There are two factions of the Trump wing with the MAGA wing and, and the Jerry Kushner wing. Now this was indoors, a scripted speech, the Kushner side of things. It wasn't that exciting. And then Trump goes off script. And that's where a lot of these lines that Aaron played in that clip came from, was the the latter half of the speech where Trump is just going out there making comments about LeBron and the trans stuff and and all that. But that's, that's the Trump that we all know. You get some of the good, and you get him fighting for us and saying the things that we wanna say and get us all riled up. But then there's that other half of Trump that we, we don't know what to make of him still, even after he was a president. This is why I didn't vote for him in 2016, but did vote for him in 2020, because I didn't know what Trump was going to be back in 2016. I think we're almost back We've almost gone full circle because now, after the COVID stuff, where he still won't distance himself from it, he's still trying to go out there and say, Oh, I did the opposite of what Dr. Fauci told me to do. No, you didn't. We all lived through this. So, can I believe you or not? And you, again, he knows some of the things that we want to hear and he will tell us. And we still need to give him credit for all of the good things that he did. But do I believe him going forward? I still don't know. <laughs>
1: So let's go to the exit question then. If the odds Trump will be president again were a U two song based on what you think right now, right this minute, which U two song would it be? A I still haven't found what I'm looking for. B Mysterious Ways. Or C all I want is you.
3: B Mysterious Ways. You think it's iffy? It's it's, it's cloudy. Is that what it's you're saying?
1: Nebulous, yes. Nebulous, I like that word. Aaron? A. So less than
4: a fifty percent chance.
1: You think less than fifty percent chance he's president again? Okay. What do you think? I'm
2: going with I'm going with Aaron. A still haven't found what I'm looking for. I I just think that there are so many things that are that are going to be put in his way uh, that, it, that it's going to be harder than than people realize for him to get reelected.
1: All right. Let's get to our kicker issue issue four and staying on this theme with Trump. If you had the power. To change Trump's mind on one thing other than the jab. That's an obvious one I think we'd all pick, all right? So if you had the power to change Trump's mind on one thing other than the jab, what would it be and why? Todd?
3: Uh, I was trying to think back what I felt about it. And as des- one of the most desperate times was after the election and how unfocused his effort was on the addressing the election malfeasance. Mm-hmm. I mean... He, the people he put in charge, again, bad. We had a limited amount of time. He couldn't focus on that. I mean, now we have 2,000 mules coming out. I mean, he would not focus on that, and he gave us no shot.
1: So you want him to be more aggressive on this issue, hire better people on this issue? Clarify
3: that. But I, want, I, I, I want him to be effectual. There was only we had a window of a couple weeks we did not have time for grand conspiracies that he he allowed to go. Mm-hmm. It, and so if we were this election integrity as Kerry lake is proving if you do it well it's effective he mm-hmm. was really bad at it and if we don't have election integrity going forward we have no shot
1: okay so you want him to be more disciplined then
3: i want him to be a lot of things but yeah on all right yes
1: jill
2: I want him to stop talking about the past because that is where Trump gets in his own way. He can't help it. His team will go out there and say stop talking about X, Y, or Z, and he'll even say it in his speech. My team told me not to talk about this, but I'm still going to. And I think there's going to be such a stark contrast if it, if it comes down to Trump and DeSantis DeSantis is currently in office. He's currently the governor of Florida. He'll win re-election. He will continue to rack up win after win after win as we see him go through the election. Donald Trump is gonna be Bruce Springsteen glory days. Hey guys, remember Mm -hmm. what I did for you? Yeah, the economy was great. We had cheap gas prices, everything was good, but it's going to be so distanced from what we have now. And DeSantis is going to be currently saying, oh, I just did this last week, and this is what my agenda is for next week, and here's what I'm going to be able to do for you. I think that stark contrast will be very big between those two men.
1: Mm. Aaron. Uh,
4: Sean Hannity really isn't a person you need to take advice uh. from.
1: That's <laughs> that's a good one. Yep. I, uh, not to sound self-serving, but... When you're discussing Trump, it's impossible to come across by comparison as more of a narcissist, so I'm going to. uh, To hire, to to run every major hire within your campaign apparatus and your administration by me. Every major hire. I want a chance privately to interview, talk to, size these people up. Hire none of these people without my approval. And I'm willing to be on the record and take the heat for that. None of them.
3: did you
2: read the axios article
1: yes i did yeah i did Because
2: that kind of reminds me oh i i have a plan in place for all of the staff that i'm going to to go in and and cut through the deep state
1: i mean how hard is it to say how hard is it to say fauci's a bastard burks is a wench i should have fired them when i had a chance ray's a loser i should have never hired him and i'm gonna put them all in jail when i get when i get reelected how hard is it to say that
3: now that should really Lock worry you up. if a guy like trump yeah. if even he won't say it and do it yeah why there's no good answers
1: there aren't any good answers i agree
3: all right let's get to our
4: predictions Aaron, you go first in red states with major Division One college football programs, in the coming years you will see an inverse relationship to the amount of money tithed and given to local churches and the size and cash flow of the so-called NIL
1: collectives.
3: Yeah, a boy. <laughs> what a prediction. Yeah, a boy.
1: What a prediction. So they're going to tie to their true church, church in other yep. words? See? Roll Tide.
3: Aaron's picking up what I'm laying down. That's not the nice. NFL
1: preseason Hall of Fame game prediction I was expecting <laughs> from you, but I like it. I already like made it. that one. Jill.
2: Uh, we will be forced to go all Bull, Bo Bergdahl and trade for uh, Brittany Griner. The Russian arms dealer that we've had since 2018 is the one currently on the table for the for the trade for Brittany Griner. The communists, they love... The destruction, and we release criminals every day. So, so why not do this and, Man, I have, and let I've, everybody on the left win?
1: I completely forgot about doll Remember how that was a like a crisis happened. for like yeah. six a hours? Lot's happened. I know. I completely had forgotten about that name. Speaking of the glory days, I mean, but if straight up, if you're if you are a Russian mobster, I mean, Russian a corrupt Russian oligarch, why aren't you just, you know, nabbing and 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 trumped up charging? Famous Americans, right and left, if this is the precedent that's going to be set, right?
3: Thanks. (laughs) Todd. There should be a righteous lawsuit being planned right now by the likes of uh, Oregon State, Washington State, who may very likely be left out of a Power Five conference relegated to Mountain West or something like that. I hope they sue the hell out of somebody uh, for breach of contract.
1: Is that a vent or a prediction?
3: Both. All my predictions about uh, live golf football are both.
1: All right, my prediction. One year from now, when the presidential candidates uh, show up here in Iowa at the 2023 Leadership Summit in advance of the Iowa caucuses, the following candidates will come and present to our people. Donald Trump. Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, Christy Nome, Tom Cotton, Nikki Haley, and Ron DeSantis. I think that those seven names will be who comes to present at the Leadership Summit a year from now. Thoughts, Todd?
3: Uh, you, yeah, I can see that. Leader, It's just the, yeah. the Leadership Summit is a very good place. It's a testing to, ground. Yeah, put yeah. your finger in the air without being overly committal. So yes, Jill, you have a ten-second thought on that?
2: Nikki Haley doesn't need to bother showing up with what Tucker Carlson said about her at this year's Family Leader Summit, but she's still going to anyway.
1: Always good to see you, Jill. Thank you, man or woman. You too. have a good weekend. All right, thank you. All right, we'll come back. Feedback Friday is next. Stay tuned.
0: luck and load this is steve dace the steve day show and we're back with hour two live
1: and on demand on blaze tv radio and podcast steve dace here with aaron mcintyre todd erzin and all of you you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show steve at stevedace.com that's d-e-a-c-e like us on facebook me we parlor and gab follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can also find at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social and get clips of the show free to watch and free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. That again is rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. All of you that are podcast listeners, thank you very much, please. If you have yet to do this, leave us a five star review, hit subscribe or follow wherever you uh, choose to podcast us from. And thanks to all of you that have done those things already. You've taken a big part in our show's uh, biggest podcast ratings we've ever had. And also, if you've got a question that you'd like us to consider for a future Ask Me Anything, and if you drop it into your five-star review, you'll go to the front of the line for consideration for the very next AMA. So keep that in mind as well. Also, keep in mind that I like to talk about my underwear. I mean, I like this stuff. I mean, I guess it's now officially 49-year-old underwear. meaning i'm now 49 years old the underwear is not
3: you're making it better with each attempt let, at this? Let, let's just
1: tommy john makes really good underwear it's all i wear there you go okay so, i i have multiple pairs i just don't wear the same one okay this is why we don't do manscaped
3: just read I've got, the line son read th- the line. thank you i we we've, we've got i've got multiple pairs
1: <laughs> Of Tommy John. I like it so much that after they gave me a few free pairs to try, I'm like, I'm in. That's the only wear underwear, underwear I have bought over the last two years. Uh, and they've got cool stuff for the ladies as well. If you want to try it out, um, their cool cotton Tommy John Apollo underwear is phenomenal. That's the stuff that I wear. That's why they've got over 17 million pairs sold and thousands upon thousands of five star reviews because it is indeed the best underwear you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Right now, get twenty percent off your first order site wide. Twenty percent off your first order site wide when you go to TommyJohn.com/Steve. That's TommyJohn.com/Steve. Shall we go to the inbox? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let us begin. This notice from John, who says, "Fundamental transformation of America checklist: hmm. redefine God." Check. Redefine life. Check. Redefine choice. Check. Redefine murder. Check. Redefine education. Check. Redefine marriage. Check. Redefine family. Check. Redefine gender. Check. Redefine democrat. Check. Redefine assault weapon. Check. Redefine good. Check. Redefine science. Check. Redefine executive power. Check. Redefine democracy. Check. Redefine borders. Check. Redefine facts. Check. Redefine history. Check. Redefine equality. Check. Redefine rights versus privileges. Check. Redefine justice. Check. Redefine Republican. Check. Redefine elections. Check. Redefine the military. Check. Redefine conflict of interest. Check. Redefine liability. Check. Redefine vaccination. Check. Redefine safe and effective. Check. Redefine speech. Check. Redefine information. Check. Redefine supply chain. Check. Redefine debt. Check. Redefine recession. Check. Redefine population. Work in progress. Redefine capitalism. Work in progress. Redefine law enforcement. Work in progress. Redefine national sovereignty. Work in progress. Redefine personal property. work in progress redefine energy work in progress redefine meat work in progress redefine freedom work in progress redefine happiness work in progress again that is from John so you're saying there's a chance they're not all the way done yet (laughs) and the red wave is coming
4: mostly dead is still partly alive
1: the red wave is coming the red wave is coming to save us. Oh,
4: bug porridge again. Don't worry, little Timmy. The Republicans will save us.
1: That's right. You won't be eating that bug porridge forever. God you bless us. Just wait us, until everyone. the next red
3: wave election. Did you see Robert Downey Jr. Selling bugs? Yeah. That
1: about broke me. I mean, I was, I was so broken by that I couldn't even comment on it. It just about broke me. I was, that was literally like et tu, Brute, when I saw that. Really? I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. So thank you for reminding me of it. I appreciate it. Well, you
3: it. made me listen to that list. Touche.
1: Larry and Vicki Clemens write, we learned, rec- uh, we learned recently that uh, the wife has been diagnosed with breast cancer. I'm sorry, brother. Would have caught it earlier, but annual mammograms were delayed by COVID. As you've shared multiple times with what they are doing to us, Thank you guys for being a light in a dark world. I don't even know how to reply to that. I, I just chose to share it just as another reminder. No, dude, you didn't listen to Fauci and do the opposite of what he said. You didn't. And that's why we're here. And that's why we have stories like this, frankly. LeRae in Colorado Springs says my husband is one of the Air Force members who is standing strong, refusing the vaccine. He and I have both enjoyed you guys' show since we got introduced to you on election night in 2020. I've been hearing you talk about how your listeners are coming to you lately to hear the things they wish they were hearing at church from the pulpit. And I feel like I'm one of those people. Our church holds to biblical truth and preaches the word, but something seems lacking over the past year or so, given how our country is in such crisis right now. I feel very conflicted about what the role of church is when it comes to politics. Should they talk about it? Avoid it. What is the balance? Thanks for taking the time to read this. Keep doing what you're doing to radicalize the people. So, LeRae, these are all excellent questions. And we had a situation in our community recently, tragic situation. Where a, uh, a boyfriend was dumped by a girl and showed up out of his mind at a church, opened fire, killed her and her friend, and then killed himself, right? Yep. Obviously, this is a tragedy, but since he killed her with a gun, and guns are a political issue, right? Yes. He also committed murder which is a crime, and 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 murder would be. Uh, he would be held accountable for that crime by a branch of the government, the executive branch, right? They would ar- they would charge him, they would arrest him, and then the judiciary branch, another branch of the government, would try him. If, you know, he, they can't because he took his own life, but presumably they would they would try him, and then we're back to the executive branch of government again, would then enforce that guilty verdict if it was indeed pronounced upon him, right? Right. And so these are all also political entities as branches of the government, right? right? And many local churches here in our community, including my own, had no issue whatsoever with addressing this tragedy from the pulpit and talking about it, right? Right. Even though it clearly has political tentacles, right? Right. So did they, when they talked about it, did they do so... Though, in a way, that politicized the tragedy. Uh, this is why we got to get rid of guns. I mean, not at any churches we would go to; would they do that? But this was clearly something that had political, had political un- undertones, if not overtones. But it was clearly it was also addressed at the same time. Do you see where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. I I think we are, and and you're asking the right questions, Lorraine. But I think when we ask the questions this way, we let our pastors off the hook. Because we are, we are agreeing with the presumption that there is no way to address this without allowing it to become, these issues, without allowing it to become politicized. We just did a segment where all of you agreed the Rainbow Jihad was America's new national religion, right? Right? So let's take that to its most logical conclusion. If 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 we're going to effectively codify that into law, do you really think that states like California, New York, etc. and I'm not talking in our lifetimes, I'm like talking in like in this time, like right now, will not then will there not then be clamoring to turn around and deny nonprofit status, tax exempt status to churches who will not Alter their definition of marriage and morality, because obviously we wouldn't offer tax exempt status to the Klan, right? Mm -hmm. We wouldn't offer tax exempt status to neo Nazis, right? So why in the world are we offering them to Jack Hibbs's church in California? I mean that that's what religions do, right? Religions seek to remove rival religions. We've done the same thing that we call it apologetics, things of that nature. We if we don't want people believing in Islam because we think it's a dead, fake, false religion and you'll go to hell if you believe it because you'll die in your sins. They'll do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Except they'll do it with the coercive force of government, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so therefore, could your very existence as a church become a political issue? Or is it just an issue of right and wrong? See, I think when we, when, when we allow things of clear right and wrong to be defined as political issues on any level we then give, the, we give the, the, the pleated khaki pastor an out the question is is this a Bible issue that's the question is this an issue the word of God says you have a responsibility to confront and speak out on and has provided examples of that occurring that's the issue
3: And what people don't really understand is that the reason churches have tax exempt status is because it was their issue. And, uh, it was more than just words from a pulpit. Yeah, they and were FA there to play referee. Yes. Accordingly, they yes. would put in the sweat equity. They would uh, feed the sick. They would create the hospitals. That's They needed the money to do that. Mm-hmm. It is because it was understood. That is for the church, not us, which why Marvin Olansky's The Tragedy of American Compassion is such an important book because it took all the way and put that into the public sector for efficiencies and nonsense, and now we have the monstrosity we have now.
1: So in other words, if the church was actually doing that which it was called to do, this wouldn't be a debate. It's only a debate because it is not. the, The church is not called to occupy several acres of prime real estate in a posh suburb that is tax abated for the purposes of a never-ending United Way club or or do-gooderism, that, that's not its calling. Correct. And and if you, and if you reduce yourself to that, sooner or later, government's going to say, "Well, we can do all those exactly. things ourselves, and and we can put you know a strip mall there and uh, make a lot more money and add to our coffers while doing it, and pay off our big donors who want to put the strip mall there anyway. You're in our way, and because as Jesus said. If the salt loses its flavor, yep. it is of no use to anybody except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. The, the We're not asking the churches to comment on what the top marginal tax rate ought to be, what trade policy ought to be. We're talking about things that are clearly demonstrated morally within the Word of God, which is why we have these moral positions as believers. And your job is the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. How will they hear the Word if there is no one to preach it to them? Faith comes by hearing, the hearing of the Word. It is impossible to please God without faith. I just gave you three separate Bible citations on what I'm talking about. So, no, we don't want churches to speak out, become politicized on political issues. The issue is they think essentially anything that might create friction with the culture is a political issue, and it's not. And the other great irony here is if the church does not occupy that state, that that space, then politics will, and then these things will just be politicized. For example, I, I would bet there is a there's quite a few Biden voters in the suburbs. Quite a few that really don't want their daughters annually raped by a boy in the girl's bathroom at their school, like what happened in Loudoun County, Virginia. Quite a few, quite a few of them. But see, the problem is because they're suburban megachurch didn't depoliticize the issue by clearly speaking about what God says is right and wrong, how he made us, how he created us, and that this is without exception and that this is to be this will be enforced regardless of what the political winds of the day say. You will not you will not go against the kingdom of God. You will face great punishment for doing so. You will suffer for doing so, beginning with the pain that will be inflicted on your own children because that message was not preached. That suburban mom may not want it, may not be comfortable with it, but she won't say a damn thing to her school board about it because that would mean going against her her real religion, politics. So when the church vacates this space, nature abhors a vacuum. Something will occupy this space. Something will. So if the church will not occupy the space of, we are the umpire here, we're the referee here, we call penalties, we call fouls, we call balls and strikes on what the Word of God says... It matters, and we, and then on matters that the Word of God says don't matter, you guys figure that out amongst yourselves. You've got institutions for that. Our churches won't do that, and so therefore these issues are just strictly politicized now. Our politics have now entered into that void. Now you've got to be like a a a a, a, a religious Republican. Apparently, are the only people left in America. I think it's a bad idea to put boys and girls in locker rooms together. That's not true, actually. It is not true. But it will be politically the truth because we won't violate our political alliances and orthodoxies to stand for the truth because there is no institution in this culture that is in that void saying, that's true, I don't care who you voted for, that's true. That's false, I don't care who you voted for, that's false. And if you voted for that person for that, you're false. And if you voted for that person because it's true, you're true, period. No one does that. What is the plumb line? What is it? Do you know what it is? I know what it's supposed to be, the church. We don't have a plumb line. So everyone just does what is white in their wh- wise in their own eyes, and so now it's all politics. It's all politicized. So don't let them off the hook by asking them to get involved in politics. Tell them to do their divinely ordained job. Preach the full counsel of God and apply it to the things that challenge it in our day and age and in our own lives. That is your job. It is not to build sprawling campuses or multi-campus ministries. Because apparently no one else in the the suburb next to you could possibly be anointed enough to preach the word. So we got to put you on a video. Hologram pastor. No. Plant churches. Don't franchise them. Did that answer the question? Yes. This part of the show... Do you like it?
3: <laughs> uh, I, I, I love the thought of our advertisers listening to the show, and when there's a segue like that, some of them like white-knuckling it. Is this going to be us this Please time? don't let it be mine. <laughs> uh,
1: this part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Home Title Lock. Don't get the shock of your life like a recent real estate agent or like a real estate agent in Arizona did recently. Went into work, looked at the MLS to see what was new on the market, what's trending, and realized that pad looks a little familiar. Oh, That would be where I live, and I didn't put a sign in the yard before I left, so what's going on here? Well, they found out the hard way that they were victims of home title fraud, and then they found out that their mortgage lender and their homeowner's insurance cannot protect them. Too bad they didn't find out ahead of time that this is what home title lock does. They put a virtual barrier around your home's title so that the moment they detect anything nefarious, they will mobilize to shut it down. Right now, you can register your address for free at HomeTitleLock.com and see if you've already been victimized and you just don't yet know it. And then while you're there, use the code radio to get 30 free days of protection when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Once more, that is HomeTitleLock.com. Matt McCaw says, you're imploring people to move out of blue states into red states. We got a lot of comments about this, by the way. All right. While I very much agree with your reasoning, I wanted to let you know about another strategy that we are trying out here in Blue Oregon that we think could be replicated across the country or anywhere there are rural red voters trapped in blue states. Greater Idaho is working to move the Oregon-Idaho border west of the Cascades, effectively freeing 400,000 conservative voters and adding them to an already conservative Idaho, thus making it even stronger. Not everybody can move, especially when their livelihoods are tied to the land like, uh, like it is in much of the case of rural America, but borders can, and our solution gets to the same end result as what you are promoting, which is matching voters to governance that they want and strengthening red states while allowing people to keep their land, heritage, and communities intact. If you'd like to learn more about our movement, you can visit greateridaho.org, greateridaho.org. So I don't know anything about this. I've heard about this. I had not heard about it. I find it ingenious. Now, I don't know how achievable it is. Okay. I don't know how achievable it is, but um, I'm all for clever ways of pulling off. And you're trying to do what I'm calling for in spirit, even if your methodology is different. So I'm all, I hope you can pull this thing off
3: yeah amen I mean this is this is not just sitting there and take it, you're doing something it and it's correct. Uh, either way, it's going to be hard, but you're willing to do the hard things. You're clearly getting uncomfortable, good for you. Michael
1: showalter says, I live in Texas, I'd be in favor of a prisoner exchange. Six million California Trump voters for six million Beto voters. Yes, you have to uh, yes, you want to create uh, national divorce is not possible because they won't let us go like that. We have to be fixed. We have to be changed. And they're here to do the changing and the fixing. Okay. But you can certainly create a self-sorting. One good way to do that, man, all the socially conservative policies that you think you could get passed. And those people are like, I got to get the hell out of here. Instead, we did the other thing. We gave them uh, tax-free, we gave them low-tax rot cut and just imported a bunch of Beto voters to Texas instead. Low-free or tax, low-tax rot cut. Nope, don't do that. Okay. don't do that. Uh, Pass a lot of social, social conservative legislation that would offend them and let's move on their own. I'm all for that. I fled L.A. back in 2018. A friend of mine was going through hell in the bizarre L.A. family court system with her totally insane reality TV producer ex-hubby. I told her repeatedly to get out. I offered to let her use my Florida beach home as a launching pad to reestablish herself. She didn't listen. And then COVID hit. All of the things I warned her about and then some came true during the California lockdown and the Vax lunacy. I warned her about the dangers of the jab. She never took it, but her ex-hubby triple-jabbed their nine-year-old son without her knowledge or consent, contrary to the terms of their divorce decree. She, so she called me out of the blue, very upset, wondering whether I would recommend challenging him once again in the lunatic L.A. family courts. I wanted to laugh at this notion, not at her, but at the silliness of what would be a normal proposition in any other normal state or jurisdiction. Steve, I didn't laugh out loud. I waited to find the somber tone that I needed to tell her, I told you so, but with a more compassionate word choice. I remember telling her, if you challenge this in court, a lunatic L.A. judge, because they're all lunatics, is far more likely to punish you for resisting or objecting to your nine-year-old child being jabbed with the COVID jab than for than actually defending your child. My friend is now waiting for the jab bioweapon to reap its destruction in her child, all because she failed to get out of California. Let her story be a lesson to everyone. This, th- their ideology kills. Get out before it kills you or the ones that you love. That is from Mark. Preach. Kevin Zwerko says, We'd love to have true conservatives here in North Carolina so we can get Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson elected governor to help us with policy and a veto proof majority of Republicans to force their hand one way or the other. North Carolina Republican leadership, quote, It's not always the right time to do the right thing. I feel like tearing my garments and crying out. Right now, we are getting a lot of rhinos and Dems fleeing New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and major liberal cities. They love the low taxes and nicer people, but agree with using preferred pronouns, all of the politics worldviews that are adjacent and see no connection between the two cultural disparities and why they moved. My wife and I confront and get into difficult conversations all the time to plant seeds and wake people up, but we need help, so move here. You're right. The time to act was 10 years ago. Please advertise for our state. Move here. And I was just there. It's a beautiful state. Move there. Get the hell out of California. Go there. That's from Kevin Zwirko, former United Airlines pilot who refused the poison mandate. I got a lot of notes like this. A lot. A lot of notes from people living in red states saying, we need you. Why are you living in Oregon? We need you. Get the hell out of there. Get out. You got a much better shot helping us get rid of the remaining rhino element in our red state than you ever do surviving what they want to do to you in those blue states. Gentlemen, your
3: thoughts on that? So, oh, it's um, it's encouraging, uh. And you you will make that happen ultimately if things keep getting worse. Um, but you need to have people uh, in place, not just writing the Steve Day show, but really entire states need. Honestly, for our our issues aside, uh, with her for just a second but it, it, Christy nome actually did a fantastic job about this in branding south dakota uh, y- using the 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 founding fathers of mount rushmore obviously tools at her disposal um uh, about making this a unique place that maybe you wouldn't think about moving before but here we plant our flag here we aren't just uh, talk in terms of the branding it was it was beyond just calling in a talk show it it that state managed to do it, mm-hmm. uh, and that that needs to happen. Um, it can't just be word of mouth because we don't have enough time. We ha- need to be far more aggressive in the courting of people like that in terms of, rec- these are the jobs we have. These are the industries. This is how we make it happen. It can't just be happenstance.
4: Agreed, and Godspeed to all of those notes and all of the the senders of those notes. That's the attitude that we have to have. That's the theme of the show this year. Um, let's find out. And in terms of making making red states actually red again, as red as California is is blue. In the short term. In the short term, that's kind of our escape hatch. Yeah. Okay, this is not a long-term scat- strategy. This is an escape hatch. I mean, we are, we're, we're getting in the escape hatch and, like, going down to Tatooine right now. That, that's kind of the attitude that we have to have because eventually, eventually, um, if we have any shot of, at actually saving and preserving the union or what's left of it or the good things about it for our children and grandchildren, eventually we are going to have to affirmatively take back ground. From the left. Eventually we'll, we'll have to do that because this ideology, what do you say all the time Natad, Todd? Progressivism is cancer. Does cancer just, oh, uh, well, um, the, this organ just moved to, uh, to North Carolina. Um, no, cancer spreads. That's what it does. It has to be excised eventually. But this is just an escape hatch plan right now. And um, if you can swing it, do it.
1: Quickly, Craig Cochran asks, How do we get rid of the rhinos? I've come to the decision I can't vote for them ever, ever again. If you don't actually fight for what we believe in and uh, that you told me you believe in to get my vote, you will not get my vote again. So, what do we do? So, Craig, here's what you need to do uh, get rid of primaries and replace them all with caucuses or conventions. Get rid of primaries. The big money people just come in, buy them with name ID. Get rid of primaries, replace them all with caucuses and conventions, uh, which would even the score for lower funded grassroots level of candidates. So get rid of primaries everywhere, every state, get rid of them all and replace them either with nominating conventions or caucuses like we do in Iowa during the presidential process, which are mini state conventions, basically. That's what you need to do. Uh, You need a nomination system that empowers the people that are most committed and the most activated. And D empowers uh, Karl Rove and Super PACs to come in and choose your nominees for you based on who's electable, like Mehmet Oz will not be in Pennsylvania later this year. That's that's what you oh,
3: need. That's convention of states, radical yep. kind of stuff. You but guys oh, can all
1: do that. Every In every, every, all 50 states, you could get together
3: at the next state convention.
1: I mean, learn what your rules are. Some states, have. I should say, I should, let me stop. Some states, by, by law, have to have a primary. So- You'd have to change that on the statute level, but know what that is in your state. Do you have to have a primary by law? And if you don't, um, then, you know, do uh, what Virginia did. That's how Ken Cuccinelli got to be the nominee for governor. They took out the primary and made the nomination happen at a convention because our people are going to be the people that go to all the conventions. Their people don't want to sit there for eight hours hearing speeches and talking points that they don't actually even believe in. They're just using you. So you want a system and a process that is more likely to empower the people that most align with you, right? So a great example, practice the subsidiarity that Todd talks about all the time within Republican primary politics. Get rid of primaries if you can and replace them with a caucus or a nominating convention. Do it that way. That'll weed out quite a few rhinos, actually. We'll come back. More Feedback Friday here in just a moment.
0: The truth, straight, no chaser. Steve. So that the world may know, this is Steve Dace.
1: All right, back here on the Steve Dace Show. Don't forget our friends over at Eden Pure. They've got the air filter system you are looking for. First of all, it is filterless because it's actually a thunderstorm air filter purifier. No filters, you won't have to replace those things for years. It uses their proven Oxy technology that helps to quickly get rid of a lot of garbage that's in your air, whether that's viruses, odors, mold, so much more. Uh and that's why they have sold over 250,000 units already because these things work very well, and I've seen it, well, smelled it, felt it, breathed it. Smell uh, do really well in my own home as well. They sell them in packs of 3. So, when I tell you you'll save 200 bucks and it'll cost you less than 200 bucks, you're like, whoa, 200 bucks for an air purifier is pretty steep. You're going to get three of them, actually. They come in packs of three. That's why the code is Steve3 when you go to check out at EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com, use the code Steve3 and you'll get $200 off and they'll throw in free shipping as well. Free shipping and $200 off with the code Steve3 for clean, fresh air from EdenPureDeals.com. Again, that's EdenPureDeals.com. Adam in Mobile, Alabama writes, I've never been able to put a face to an independent voter. I know they supposedly exist politically, but I've never run into a true independent in my life. Sure, there are people who I don't care one way or the other for or Sure, there are people who don't care one way or the other for politics, but they're usually not informed enough to consider themselves independent. The remainder of the electorate is informed at least enough to know where they stand, right or left. So who is the true independent voter? This answer is more complicated than it used to be. Um, it, it, the, the, the pro, this used to be a fairly simple process. Not easy, but simple. About 40% of the country was Republican. About 40% of the country was Democrat. I mean, some years it might be... 35% Republican and 44% Democrat, right? If there was a very popular Democrat or if, if there was an unpopular Republican, right? Or you maybe would flip those things around if it, went the, if it went the other way. But in general, within those margins, about 40% of the, the electorate were Republicans, about 40% were Democrats, and then about 20% were people in the middle who weren't committed to either party, didn't really have a committed ideology. Rush used to describe them as people who literally walked down the middle of the street all right, walked down the yellow line in the street without picking a lane, okay? Um, That was the model, 80s, 90s, probably well into the 2000s. The the independent voter has changed dramatically, really, uh, since the Obama years, and really beginning with the end of the Bush era with the disenchantment with Iraq, but especially with TARP and the bailouts. And what we have seen since then Is that voter I just described still exists? Does not exist in as large of numbers as they used to? Particularly as as most of the information sources we have today have also become politically balkanized. It's very hard to go anywhere. Like, there's a place called News Nation that claims to be just straight up objective, nonpartisan news, except they just hired Chris Cuomo. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean... Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So it's really hard to go to any news source these days that is does not have a bent. Well, that is also going to mean there's going to be fewer people that don't have a bent, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get fed by some information source. And if they're all pretty much lined up one side or the other to some degree, then it's going to be hard for you to get information that isn't lined up with one side or the other to some degree. What we have seen more and more of, and there have been studies about this, Pew did a study about 10, 15 years ago about this, um, is there is another rising, emerging segment of, of, of independents that are actually more ideological. But they have given up on believing that either party is serious about pursuing their agendas. So like if you're on the left of really hardcore Bernie bro, and you just think in the end, Democrats just use your language to get elected, but in the end, they're corporatist grifters. And you would be right. Um, you, you might consider yourself an independent. I have been an independent now. Uh, it'll be. It's been over six years, and most of the years I've done this for a living. So I, I started doing this for a living in 06. Most of the, I think all all but two or three of those years, I've been an independent. Do I strike you as somebody who's fairly ideologically driven? A bit. A bit. And so I just don't believe Republicans as a whole are serious at all about the stuff they promised me to get me to vote for them. So I didn't water down my ideology. I just got sick of, you know, getting uh, uh, the Haitian uh, plunger treatment from the people I kept voting for before I even got to the people I was trying to beat. Right. So this is a, that, that's a very complicated question. And it also may explain why, um, now, the exit polling in this last election doesn't reflect it. The exit polling in this last election claims that independent voters overwhelmingly deserted Trump. And that's why he lost. That's the picture they try to paint. But it, it could explain, though, prior to that, why you saw people that projected strength as a leader, Say what you want about Obama, didn't like his policies. He projected strength internally, politically as a leader, never backed down, never compromised. Won independent voters, um, overwhelmingly in '08. lost them narrowly to Romney in 2012, but still won. Um, and then Donald Trump won them in 2016. So this is a complicated and evolving answer to your question. Because the more and more people become disenfranchised with these two parties, like the CNN poll from earlier this week, 75% of Democrats want a different nominee than Biden in 24. 55% of Republicans want a different nominee than Trump in 24. The more and more people become disenfranchised with both, with both parties, the more and more, and we've already seen it this cycle, the ranks of independents have swelled. But I don't think it's because they're the mushy middle. The mushy middle is what is shrinking. It's because they just have given up on the system as a whole. Excellent question. Uh, Next, a question from Jeff who says, I live in Minnesota. How did you guys turn Iowa so red? Can we do that here? You could do that there. Uh, The demographics are very similar. The question is, do you have the assets that we had? We had really a harmonic convergence here, perfect timing. Where I was beginning, I was just taking over a statewide and the only statewide media outlet in all of Iowa, WHO Radio. I was just taking over on that on that station. And, and they had, the morning guy was one of my mentors and a staunch conservative as well. He just wasn't an activist, right? I, I took it to the level of activism. And so I turned that station into a vehicle for my activism. And then at the same time, we had the rise of Bob Vanderplats my buddy and the 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 campaign we waged to take out the judges which we which helped to build a massive organization statewide which Bob then parlayed into the family leader and so between those two entities we had the ability to both build a base and then consistently inform and mobilize them at the exact same time so those were the tools that we had and, and we have an advantage, though you don't have, even if you have those tools in your state, in the caucuses, that we constantly had conservative people from nationally coming here to organize the state all of the time for the caucuses because Republicans kept losing presidential elections. Okay, so um, those are the things that we did. You you can't duplicate that. So the question is, can you duplicate the other? Do you have a Bob Vanderplot's kind of a grassroots organizer in your state? Do you have media voices or people with, nowadays it'd be like blogs and things like that, podcasts, people that have media voices that reach enough of an audience to build a critical mass, but they're not just communicating to them um, generically, but with the intent of activating them, to mobilize them to an outcome. That's how we did it in Iowa. You guys have any further thoughts on that?
3: Well, it, it's it can't just be special interest-based because that leaves a lot of people out. It needs to be ministry-based. And part of that means the level of energy uh, matches the enemy you are facing politically, and increasingly that enemy goes beyond political connotations, and we're talking now existential. You you can't... uh, uh, The family leader... And the way Steve does his work understands that it's when I talk about being a man is not a leisure pursuit. Like this is you, 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 you have got to recognize that you can, you can say you want the things, but unless you do the work as aggressively as those terraforming the culture, your good intentions aren't going to mean a damn thing. And listen, Steve's a professional talker. Sure. But he, the work matches that and exceeds that in his career. The same with Bob Vander the, You You simply got to recognize uh, that you have got to make this a ministry level effort. Then it will be comprehensive and then that will just be based on special interests that leave people, even on the same so-called side, feeling very much left out and unmotivated.
1: Excellent point. Let's let's do this one next. This is from Bob and Sonia Adams. You're right that God uses broken, flawed people because we're all flawed, but that principle is also true the other way. You can't say that if Hillary would have won, we wouldn't be looking at reversing Roe. God could have gotten glory and displayed his power just as much or more under a godless leader. The point is that we have to be submitted to him and trust him to lead us. When we compromise principles to try to make things happen, we take authority and power away from God because we cannot cast a vote to support a godless immoral man to lead this nation. We did not vote for Trump and rather trusted God to protect us and show his power. We obviously did not want Hillary to win. We were devastated when Obama won, but we trust in God. How much more might we be blessed as a nation when we stand for what is right and trust God fully? No compromise. first of all let me go to you guys' note you guys said um, you can't say that if Hillary would have won we wouldn't be looking at reversing Roe God could have gotten glory and displayed his power just as much or more under a godless leader that's exactly what
3: happened am I wrong no, and this was in the first time. I mean, time this, we this, about this is a
1: guy who had told I, I I stood right, literally almost five feet from him right. when he said, I've never asked God for forgiveness because I've never done anything wrong. Right. I mean, I'm, my Twitter feed the last two days are people begging Trump to admit you were wrong on COVID because we want to forgive you. We're trying to forgive you. You won't throw us an olive branch. Please admit you were wrong about something one time in your friggin' life, please. It, that's exactly what happened. See, I, I think with all due respect to you guys as a couple, you have the wrong complaint. God did use a godless leader. Trump has a God of his own devising, his ego, his own American sentiments, um, pro American sentiments, his ambitions. Like a lot of people, that's what a, a lot of people who say they believe in God or call themselves Christians. It's really just an amalgamation of self righteous sentiments and ambitions and desires and patriotism. And they just. You know, put that into a cauldron, throw in a wing of an eye, a wing of bat and an eye of newt and a dash of salt and pour it together and out comes ugh, a syncretism worldview and with a flag. God did use a godless later. He used Donald Trump, who by his own admission is godless. So he did that. He did do that. So I, I, Which is I think your doing? argument is you're arguing the wrong thing. The argument was that Trump was presented to you as something that was not godless. Meaning if we're going to debate this, debate the right thing. The the deceit was not voting for Trump. The deceit was framing and packaging him as something he is not to justify voting for him. At some point, Bob and Sonia Adams, one of you acted on your own impulse to ask the other to marry you. And then the other one a- acted on their own impulse to say yes. I would guess you guys just just didn't sit uh, waving a candle, an incense, hamina, hamina, Not until the Lord literally picks us up from this position and 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 literally places us in a sanctuary in front of a in front of a pastor will we make a commitment. You guys made a decision. I'm sure you prayed it through. I'm sure you felt confident in prayer. You made the right decision. And it sounds like the Lord has blessed you for that decision. But but at some point though, you had to act on the day of the wedding. Someone had to make the decision. I will go into a car. I will drive to the event. I will say I do. Right? Right? Yes. Okay. So are you each married to the only perfect person on earth? Of course you're not. Therefore, somewhere on earth there would be someone who is more righteous than the person you are married to, right? Someone more patient, someone more attractive, someone smarter, someone more faithful. Unless of course you guys are claiming now you're popes and infallible. I'm guessing you're not. Meaning that somewhere along the line, there was someone, there was a better human being than the one you are married to. Which means congratulations. You are married to the lesser of two evils. This is the fallacy of the lesser of two evils. It, it blows up our minds. It warps our minds both ways. It, on one end, it tells us we can do whatever we want because we'll compare it to the worst thing in the world and justify it. But on the other end, it'll tell us, well, we won't do anything. We don't have to do anything because God will just magically make it happen. He, he will through you. God did magically make Roe versus Wade disappear through a godless man named Donald J. Trump. That's what he did. Now, we don't do evil so that good will come. We're not God. And if that's your argument, I don't disagree with you. But the reality is um, God did use a godless person according to your own argument. The, the, the deception was you were sold that he was not because he hung out with Paula White, who's also godless.
3: Let me repeat. One of the wisest things this man, Steve Dace, has ever done is humble himself to the fact that after Donald Trump one and beat Ted Cruz, the guy that Steve had worked day and night to get elected instead of him. Steve opened himself up to this very notion. Okay, I don't see it, but I'm going to hope for it and I'm going to pray for it. Amen. That's it.
1: Amen. Before we get out of here, final reminder about our friends over at Rough Greens it's the supplement powder you mix in with your pet's food, and with that one simple act, you have likely restored to your pet. And his diet, all the good stuff that was taken out. For the same reason, they take the stuff out of the people food, mass distribution and mass consumption. And that's why we take so many supplements these days as people. And now there's one for your pet. Try it now and see if you don't see a difference in your dog in 14 days or less with the free Jump Start bag from Rough Greens. It's free. You'll pay for the shipping, but the bag is free when you go to RoughGreens.com. R-U-F-F for RoughGreens.com. Or you can call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. That's 833-ROUGH-DOG. Or again, roughgreens.com. Gentlemen, great job this week. Enjoy your weekends. We'll see everybody again on Monday. Until then, John 317.
0: This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.